soldiers of God, welcome to another episode of Abba's Word Podcast with Holy Spirit and Ruth Bueller. If you're a first-time listener here, thank you so much for clicking on the link to listen and you're welcome to Abba's Word Podcast. This is the podcast that unveils the heart of God without a filter and seeks to reconcile people back to Christ. I assure you that you are in the right place. Yes, you are in the right place. You didn't make a mistake clicking on that link. You didn't make a mistake, okay? And if you're a returning listener, welcome back to a new episode of Abelot Podcast with your favorite host, the Holy Spirit and Ruth Bula. So today, there's a huge surprise for you guys. Like with me in the studio, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Like we have the Holy Spirit here first off, who is our ever-present guest in time of need. <laughs> Amen. And secondly, we also have some other beautiful guests in the house. We have two great guests in the house. And I know I've been saying this forever that I'm going to invite some people. But guess what? It has happened. It's finally came. So today we'll be unpacking the topic, godly friendships, godly friendships. So make sure you stay tuned and you just have your seatbelt on, stick to your seat or wherever you're listening to, just stick on there in the car, in the shower, wherever you're at, just make sure you listen to this episode till the end because it's going to be filled with lots of amazing things. Okay, so it's time for us to introduce our guest. But before we get started with that, I want to just ask you all this question. How are you? How is everything? How is your life with God? How has life been lately? Honestly, with me, it's been a bit rocky, like rocky. It's been a bit rocky, but guess what? The Lord has been helping me and holding me. And if you're listening to me, please just say a word of prayer for me. Just one word of prayer, honestly, just one sentence. God listens to everything, okay? So thank you for the word of prayer because I believe you just said it. <laughs> Let's go ahead to introduce our guest. So with me in the studio today, like I said earlier, I have two guests. And the first person I'll be introducing to you all, first of all, she's a child of God. She's my sister in Christ, my friend. She has the burning desire to see the purpose of God fulfilled in the hearts of those around her. She graduated with a bachelor's degree in civil engineering. She's a graphic designer, an artist, a YouTuber. And lastly, she's also my roommate. Okay, so let's make welcome Olua Tony. Oh my god, that was a <laughs> okay. What about Tony? Tell us about yourself. Okay, um, you already told them about myself, about me. Okay, can you tell us the meaning of your name? So, this is an interesting thing about me when I introduce myself, I like to say what it means, and it means God is worth having. Um, Lua Tony. The Yoruba version is Ulua Tony. American version is Ulua Tony. So, yeah. Okay, I'm sure you guys got that right. The Yoruba version. So, she's Nigerian, right? And the Yoruba version is Ulua Tony. Did you hear the, Did you guys hear that? Ulua Tony. And then the American, American version is Ulua Tony. And for short, what did they call it? For short, Tony. Yeah, basically Tony. Tony. Perfect. So, is there anything else you love us to know about you besides just um no do you want to tell them about when um before you fully gave your life to jesus how you named yourself toe and knee 
I actually even named myself. So um, I used to run track. So in high school, people had this strange idea of yeah. like, oh, your name is Tony. It reminds me of, you know, the toes and the knee. So when people walk past me, they'll literally tap their toe and their knee and they're like, Oh Tony. no. Oh my god. See me? <laughs> they'll just touch your toes and they touch your knee and they're like Tony. And for some strange reason I decided to start spelling it as Tony, like T O E K N E E. Oh wow. And, yeah. you, and at that moment you felt like, yeah, that's what I thought it was name. cool. But it was cool. So so lame. It was so lame. <laughs> the things we do when we're much younger. Okay guys, are you guys ready to hear? To know who the second guest is in this building. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. So the next guest I'm about to be introduced to y'all is also a child of God. She's my sister in Christ, my friend. She's an industrious young lady in the medical field. She graduated with a bachelor's degree in clinical laboratory science. She's been blessed with many academic award recognitions, like numerous. She's a genius, by the grace of God. <laughs> She's hilarious, and one of the most in and one of the most interesting things about this lady is that she wants to be so many things at the same time. I'm sure we all have that one person that wants to be lots of things at the same time. Let's make welcome Elizabeth. I'm literally, I'm clapping with my, with my voice. <laughs> Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Abba's World Podcast. Before we proceed to, on today's topic, Elizabeth, would you love to tell the listeners the things you've told Tony and I that you would love, that you want to become? And maybe you can tell us your Nigerian name too. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to start with my name. My name is Olamide, and that means my wealth has come. Ooh. How beautiful. <laughs> uh, when, when I was young, I actually wanted to be a unicorn. Please don't ask me why, but for some reason, I thought that being a unicorn was a very beautiful thing. And then as I started to grow, I wanted to do ballet as well. Like I would imagine myself like on a ballet um, floor with like the dress and all of those things. And then I got to college and I wanted to be a cheerleader. I want to be a chef. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a professor. I want to skate. I want to swim. Um, and this is a, a new one. But I actually want to be a weightlifter now. I think weightlifting oh, okay. is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I have like an ambition of mine um, that I'm still looking at. Well, I actually want to run the 4K and I don't run on the treadmill, so I don't know how that's going to happen. But yeah, there's a new thing I want to become. Strengthens you. Right. <laughs> oh my God. So. There you go, guys. These are the beautiful guests I have in the studio with me today. And I know just from their introduction and them telling you about themselves, I'm sure you already find them really interesting. And these are the people around my world. This is what I live with, guys. Like, this is what I live with. I'm not complaining. I love them so much. <laughs> Does it sound like I'm complaining? I, I don't even know. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so. Like I said earlier, our topic today is godly friendships. We'll be unpacking that topic today, godly friendships. So let me start with you, Oluwatoni. Um, so what does friendship mean to you? What, what's the meaning of friendship? What, what's the meaning of that word? 
Um, that's a very broad question. Mm-hmm. What is friendship? To me, I'll say friendship is another like another category of family. Mm-hmm. People you can lean on, people you can call. Like, you know, what I tell people is if I can call this person and they're willing to be there for me, even if it's just five minutes. And friendship in general is just people that you can be accountable to and they can be accountable to you also. That's amazing. I love how I love how you said it's like another family mm-hmm. because we have our blood family from well from what I learned in like say middle school we're always thought that family is family is related by um blood marriage and adoption so those were like the three things or three members that yeah. made up what a family but right now in our world today we see that family is not just marriage mm-hmm. or blood or adoption you see family is also friends family is basically who you have you have brought into your space those yeah. that you've decided to you know trust um things with those that are that you feel safe yeah with yeah so thank you so much for that i never saw you as actually another family i don't say that no family but another flesh and blood did not really do that <laughs> <laughs> okay elizabeth tell us what is your definition of friendship to see friendship more of like a like a communion mm. I, I kind of see that as a communion between two people or two or more people you know mm-hmm. um, and because of that that's the reason why whenever we make mistakes we can forgive each other because there's just that communion and like Tony said you know it's like family it's just there's that communion relationship that you have with that person whereby you can be very truthful because think about it if you just have a random person and you're not truthful to them they're probably not your friend they're probably just someone that you just know and you just say hi to kind of thing but when there is that yeah when there's that communion between you guys then forgiveness is easy communication is easy you know it's very easy for you to you know make the relationship work so i see friendship more as a communion oh 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 um, I didn't hear the No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, I don't even know why. Honestly, I have to make that. It was very insightful. Yeah. It was deep. I mean, you know, yeah. the English and the grant. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know about I the English. Com- <laughs> I love how you said communion because yeah. uh, I've never seen it that way. You guys are deep. Oh my god. If you ask me what is friendship, I just honestly my definition is friendship is basically two or more people that love each other or yeah, honestly, but I never saw it as communion. And you just like expanded more on that. So cuz if we really just like our communion with Jesus, with Jesus because it locks us. Yes, it's not he has called us friends. There's a Bible verse that says that we are no longer slaves but we are now we've been called the friend of God we are now his friends we're now we're not just his child we're not just his servants but we are his friends yeah um so let me go back to you again um Elizabeth what is a godly what is godly friendship because since I started with Tony so I'll just go back to you again and then back to Tony so what is godly friendship because Uh, like I know it's different from godly friendship now this yeah. is more um, will I say more specified so yeah 
Um, I would say that godly friendship, I feel like it's so straightforward because there's God in it. Yeah. Uh, I would say that godly friendship is a is a friendship from God. It's a gift from God. Because um, if I was thinking about it this morning, uh, when I was young, I had friends in primary school. Uh, and those friends I have in primary school, I'm not friends with them anymore. I don't. I feel like if I even see them on the street, I wouldn't know them, right? But the truth is, they served a purpose for me as at that time. And then when I got to secondary school, of course I made friends. I had much more, you know, advanced brain. So of course I could make better friends. And out of all the seven friends that I made when I was in secondary school, I only talked to just two of them, and it's been a blessing. And now that, you know, I've gotten to this stage of my life, I only have like two friends and that's you and Tony. And, you know, I've come to realize that friendship itself is a gift from God. When we look at Christ and, you know, his disciples as well, we can see that, you know, it's it's more like a gift. It's like he, he, he selected this 12 set of people to help him. He had this 12 set of people that he wanted to disciple and he discipled them as a master and as a friend. And mm-hmm. because of that, they even got a gift from God. And that gift was the Holy Spirit. That gift was, you know, understanding of who God is. So friendship, godly friendship is a gift from God. It's God saying, oh, I, I want to give this person to you so you can walk together. Mm-hmm. And a very, a very good example that I like to use is, um, Mary and Elizabeth in the Bible Mm -hmm. because when you look at Mary in the Bible when the Holy Spirit came and told her that you know she was going to have a son knowing so well that she's a virgin if she like if something like that is a thing of how do I say like it's a thing of shame for her Mm -hmm. and then there was Elizabeth that the Holy Spirit had already appeared to at least like six months ago because the Bible said that she went into Aiden for six months and she was pregnant and all of that Mm -hmm. Mary as at that time because of you know the depth of what the holy spirit had told us what she had to do was she had to run straight to elizabeth why did mm. she do that because elizabeth was a companion as at that time elizabeth yeah. was someone that she could talk to so mm-hmm. elizabeth was a gift as at that time for mary so mm. that's that's the way that i see godly friendship and you know it's like how like sometimes were most times i don't want to say sometimes most times were probably in the same seasons together if, we, if you've noticed like among our friendship it's like yeah. tony and i you want to go into the sitting and the rest it's, it's a gift that you know whenever we come together like i say it still goes back to that communion as well there's always going to be that you know there's that gift that actually better communion as well so that's that's the way that i see godly friendship mm-hmm. it's a gift from god wow praise god yes thank you thank you so much for really expanding on that it's a gift from god so it's not something that we go to look for it's a gift from God. It's not a gift we can give ourselves. It's a, it has to be from God. That's why it's called godly friendships. Because there are lots of people that go to look for that godly friendships for themselves. And they fall into the wrong hands. Honestly. So, let's go. Tony, now to you. Um, did, did Elizabeth use that example? Because her name's Elizabeth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's a, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even catch that. See? I'm sorry. No, it's good. We all we all need some. We all need laughter every single day. So, 
Tell us, what is godly friendship to you? Hmm. I'll say it starts from, there's like a category. Mm. There are people that, you know, mm -hmm. they're acquaintances. Yeah. They're friends. Yeah. And then you have godly friendships. Mm. Now, godly friendships to me are, like I said earlier, friends are, to me, a family. Yeah. People I can lean on, I can talk to. You know that if I talk to Ruth or Elizabeth mm -hmm. about something I'm dealing with, my business is not going to be spread around right. everywhere. Yes, true. And also, when I speak to them, they don't make me feel worse. Mm -hmm. They pray for me. They yeah. encourage me with the word of God. They're there to pick me back up. Because uh -huh. I have so many examples like I can give of how God has used Elizabeth and Ruth for me. And, you know, for the longest, I used to pray for like, well, not pray. I used to just ask. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had a best friend. You know, it'll be nice to have a best friend. That and God heard it. And God, yeah, God heard it. And gave me a godly friend. I know. And, you know, godly friendships. Um, <laughs> people have this mindset that it's going to be so sweet. And mm -hmm. it's no doubt there are good times yeah. and also rough times. But godly friendships are, they they make you, they don't break you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. They test you, they don't tempt you. Mm -hmm. Because, because the, you know, the Bible says that God can never give, God can never tempt. Yeah, you yes. only go through tests. So, whoever has God should not have, should should, should never be a vessel of temptation. Yeah, you, that friendship will only take you through some tests, but not to tempt you. Yeah, no doubt there will be some temptation that wants to come in up. You know, wanting to just maybe end the friendship, or you're just upset with how this person is looking, but or how the person is acting or behaving. But once we begin to change our lenses and look at the person from the lens of God, we begin to see them how God sees them. Yeah. Because every friendship goes through one thing or the other. But only true friendships honestly decide to like go through it and come out of it safe. And then looking back to see what maybe what he has taught them. Because if you look at the world today, people are so quick to cut people. Like, yeah. yeah. I know, like cancel, like you're so quick, right? <laughs> like so quick to cut people, and they're just like, well, if this if this person is trying to stress me out, and nah, 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 yeah. I'll just leave the friendship. Like, I don't check on who does not check on me. I don't talk to who doesn't that talk one. to me. I don't do this. And I'm like, D are you? Do you really call this person a friend? Like, you guys have an, a particular issue right now, and you don't even try to sit down to talk about it to solve it. And the next thing, you all just start like playing again, like all yeah. Things. Like, like everything is okay like happened. right but deep inside of you you know there's something that is hurting because i used to be like that before i used to be that person that would just say um it's okay nothing happened it's okay but i'm just sweeping under the rug right sweeping it under the rug then one day i just boom i just burst open like i just i just burst and i and i just put all those feelings that i have packed and compounded in my heart and i lash it on people even when the situation at that time has nothing to do with what yeah. i'm saying i begin to bring back what has happened in like years ago yep. and maybe not even with that person with someone else and then we begin to make statements like that's how one person said that's how always you always, you always <laughs> say, well i just didn't leave it once right <laughs> so it's just we just we just need to know that as children of god when we're in a godly friendship it is to it is to make us, not yeah. to break us, just like you said. And it pushes you closer to Christ. Right. You're not just casual friends that like you yeah. just hang out, go to the movie, yeah. sleep over. Mm -hmm. Like, it 
build you to be a better person in yeah. Christ, to grow your spiritual life. Because mm -hmm. even Jesus had disciples, right. they were there mm -hmm. to help each other mm -hmm. grow in their walk with God. So, mm -hmm. That's talking about disciples, there was something Elizabeth mentioned when she talked about it wasn't just discipling them, but mm -hmm. it was also their friend. Yes. Elizabeth, do you want to like elaborate more on that? Because I, I, I think, and I don't think we all kind of see that way. We just saw it as, oh, Jesus was just a teacher, yeah. but not a friend. <laughs> but yeah, go I, ahead. Yeah, no, you can definitely see the friendship between Jesus and his disciples. I mean, if we take John as an example, John is called John the Beloved. And mm -hmm. that's because, you know, that's the one that showed his love most to Christ, you know. And even while I was reading up John um, the other day, and they talked about how, how when Christ was actually crucified on the cross. John was the last person there among all of the disciples. Mm -hmm. So you could actually see the friendship that John had with Jesus to the point, another example would be Peter as an example. When they came and they took Jesus, the only thing he could think of was to cut off the ears of the soldiers. Why would he do that? Because that was his friend. I don't want mm -hmm. you to take my friend away. Don't take my friends away. And mm -hmm. also, even amongst the disciples, we see that when the Lord sends them on missions, it would send them, you know, maybe three of them or two of them, you know, it was not just one person going. Like for example, when with the whole five loaves of bread, yeah. it was not just one person that went and got the five loaves of bread, it was all of them. And so you could start to think that they definitely had conversations, you know, along the way. Think about when they were in the, um, when they were having the Holy Communion, what we call the Holy Communion, the breaking of the bread today. You can imagine the conversations that they were having. You can imagine, you know, when Peter said, Lord, I am not going to betray you. It's mm -hmm. only out of true friendship that would make you say, no, I'm not going to betray you. It yeah. is not just, oh, you're my master. I'm your... Because if Christ was just a master to them, then he would just, you know, they would, they would literally be servants then. But we saw that Christ never treated them like servants. He treated them like friends. He treated them like a companion. So that's why I said that, you know, like it's not just that he was a master to them. He was also a friend. Like he taught them how to pray. I know. He even asked, they said, Father, how do I pray? How? He taught them. Like yeah. that's, that's the basis of friendship. Like being yeah. able to say that, oh, I want to teach you this thing. You don't know it, but I want to help you. Yeah. So I, I I feel like there there are many instances of so many know, Christ being a friend to them. Right. Yes. Like, like what Tony just said, it's like she just put it put it. Maybe she was reading my mind or something. Spirit is one. Spirit of God is one. <laughs> God is here. So like I was about to say that you wash their feet, and that's the same thing, you know, Tony. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, yeah. Feet. And I was reading that scripture some days back. I don't I don't think I remember where it's that. I was reading it, and I was like. He washed their feet. And I feel like the most interesting part of that story oh, of what Jesus did there was when he went to meet Peter, right? And he said, let me wash your feet. And Peter was like, no, I'm, no, you cannot wash my feet. And then Jesus said, well, whoever whoever lets me wash their feet belongs to me. And I like, go ahead and wash, wash, <laughs> wash my head. <laughs> and he said, wash my ankle, wash my head. I feel like Peter was just, was just very hilarious, hilarious, hilarious person. Yeah. So we see, we see lots of instances of godly friendships in the Bible. Let's look at, let's David, look at David and, da yeah, I was about to say that too, David and, David and Jonathan, why are you in my head? Tell me. Why you by hair? <laughs> I was about to say that David, David and Jonathan. Yeah. 
the the favorite part of that story about David and Jonathan was when the scripture says in First Samuel at, about how Jonathan went to strengthen the hand of David when David was down. Like Jonathan's father Saul was the one chasing David down, but Jonathan decided to, you know, to detach himself from his father's sins and attach himself to his friend. So it's possible for you to have, for you to live a blood family and attach to a non-blood family. Mm -hmm. It's possible. So like the thing is, how much do you do we cherish a friendship, especially if we know that family-wise, maybe this person, maybe someone in your family doesn't like your friend, but you know that this friend is pushing you closer to become a better person. This friend is pushing you closer, most importantly, to become more like Christ. So like. I would just love you guys to like to explain that. Do you think it, if you were to be in Jonathan's shoes, what would you have done? Knowing that Saul was merciless at that point, because he didn't have the spirit of God on him anymore. And another spirit took over him totally after he disobeyed God more than once. So if you were to be in Jonathan's shoe, what, I mean, yeah, Jonathan's shoe, what would you have done? Elizabeth, you can go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I was I was going to say first of all, like I also went through the story of David and Jonathan, and I just cannot understand how selfless a person can be, mm -hmm. because technically speaking, Jonathan was supposed to be the next king, and you know how it is being a king. It's like a very I thing back then. Like it's like you're yeah. the king, and you can do whatever you want. You can marry as many people as you want you can take territories and also the fact that Jonathan also had the spirit of God in him as well yeah and for him to know that he was not going to be the next king but instead he was going to be David and mm -hmm. he even said even he even told David that you know you're going to be the king and I'm going to stand right next to you like what kind of selfless person is that that mm -hmm. it wasn't even looking at the price it was mm -hmm. not looking at the person you mm -hmm. know like I felt like maybe Jonathan was like well if the lord wasn't making me you know a king then it meant that i was not the best person to be a king kind of thing but i just feel like that reality is going to be very hard to take in as like for me i'm using myself as an example like yeah. it would be so hard for me to take in, like what do you mean that this person is going to be the person when i'm right here like what is wrong with me i have legs i can talk to you as well like i have the spirit of god as well so why so i for me i think i would find it a little bit hard uh, if i was jonathan because i would be like um I don't know but then also we also did see that you know that friendship was not based on who was going to stay on the throne i think it was more based on how they were feeling for each other because the bible said that you know jonathan loved david as he loved himself so i think it was the love that jonathan had for david that actually pushed him to be selfless and now it makes sense for why the bible says that love is kind it is patient you know we can yeah. see that in the case of jonathan and david because jonathan was he really did love David like he loved himself to the point that he was willing to let David take the throne instead of him so um, but back to the question um, if I was Jonathan and my you know my father doesn't like my friend and all of that I think it would it would be quite hard because you would expect that your parents would want to like your friend uh, but knowing that the friend is 
helping you and helping you grow, helping you grow. I think I would take that path of Jonathan where, you know, he would secretly meet with David and talk to mm-hmm. David because we saw that, you know, after he knew that Saul was going to kill David, he had to tell David to run. And once in a while, he would go and meet David and he would talk to David. So I think I would just take that path of Jonathan where instead of, you know, since my family does not want this friend and this friend is helping me. So rather than causing a whole fight in the family yeah. and all of that, I would rather just go and meet the person, you know, quietly and we can mm-hmm. be, you can be friends quietly. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's so many relationships like that these days that you right. know, the parents do not agree to, but they still keep on like with the relationship and then the Lord just takes control. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. And you mentioned a very valid point there where he said when your friends don't like the person, you just try to try to make the relationship work or the friend the friendship work and he just tries to hide but you know jonathan didn't even hide jonathan was literally he literally went to meet david and people saw him his father knew and just he he was just so bold that he didn't even care if his father was he cherished it was not just longer a friend he was already a brother because it's one thing to just first be a friend and then it's another to be a brother. If you look at the book of Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17, it says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. But before we like go ahead and unpack this verse, I want to give Tony the floor to like talk about if she was Jonathan, what if you were in Jonathan's shoes, what, what would you have done? Um, I mean, the answer is in what Elizabeth said. Yeah. You said Jonathan had you know, the spirit of God in you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's literally it. Mm-hmm. If you have the spirit of God in you, it's easy to be selfless. It's easy to lay down yourself. Yeah. Because Jesus laid himself down because he had a compassion for yeah. us. He loved us. So if you don't have the spirit of God in you, it's hard for you to even just be there and support yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. And to put my, I, I guess I'll use like a personal experience. Now we all know Ruth is a, uh, World champion by the grace of God, praise God, um, an Olympian, um, track and field, all of that. And I was once in track and field mm-hmm. until God called me out of it. He told me to drop it. And this is when I was starting to get really excited about it. And God said, drop it. And I'm like, are you, are you sure? And because I didn't want to drop it, he dropped me out of it. <laughs> and, you know, and with all of that, God still wanted me to be there to support Ruth, encourage her when, you know, things are not going the way she's imagining it. Yeah. Go there and support, yeah. share, record, and do all these things, be at her meets. And, you know, if I didn't have the Spirit of God in me, it there's no way I'm going to be there supporting her because this flesh cannot do any of these things. Right. You can't have the Spirit of the Spirit without the Spirit of God. Yeah. So the, having the Spirit of God helped me. Mm-hmm. And to connect it with um, David and Jonathan because Jonathan had the love of Christ in him. Mm -hmm. It was easy for him to love David because David didn't do anything (laughs) wrong. David was just being himself. Right. And, you know, Saul was just very jealous because, you know, the Spirit of God had left Saul. So, like, that's the thing. Like, when, you know, think about family, some people are like, no, this is my family. Like, I don't care. I'm sticking with my family. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. But it's like, if your family is not even going in the right route, if it's not in the way of God, are you still going to stick with them? Especially when they're doing things that are not right. They're mm. not according to the ways of God. Yeah. So 
like this that's literally the answer when you have the spirit of god in you it's very easy for you to be selfless and to be there because the holy spirit is leading you and helping you mm, yeah that's amazing that's that's a very um personal example yeah because not everyone i feel well elizabeth do you think do you have any do you have any like personal story about friendships that you've had and at some point it got like super hard and maybe you had maybe because the person wasn't pushing you closer to god or something just wasn't working out or you just felt like you had to leave this friendship (laughs) have you ever have you ever had that um that experience before i would probably say yes i'll probably say Mm -hmm. that i'm going through one (laughs) wow so Um, you so this episode is timely then (laughs) this episode is really timely i've actually i've actually like taking pauses to reflect like oh work on the friendship kind of thing um but no i i actually am in a relationship and yeah you know a a relationship it's i i always say that a relationship is very interesting because it's two different people two different points of view two different like understanding and it becomes a problem when you're trying to like merge into one and all of that and you know one of us is being very kind the other one is also being very 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 kind and so okay that was really (laughs) yeah so it's just you know trying to understand that as long as god is the foundation of the friendship you know and and trying to just i mean not just just leaning on god alone but also trying to understand that you know friendship can be built like it's not just because of one problem and then you now decide that oh i want to walk away because trust me i've had so many counts of i'm just gonna walk away like how Mm. how much is it like just walk away but somehow i still find myself like still praying and just like just i just have so much faith that you know (laughs) it's going to it's going to you know it's going to get better. We're not going yeah. to reject. We're not going to reject the stone because the stone that was rejected is now the cornerstone. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're, we're just going to keep building. So, yeah, I would say that right now I'm going through that phase. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so so much for sharing, and I pray that the Lord will just you know give you the grace to go through this phase and you'll be able to mold you through this phase because that's what's in, that's the most important thing. It's one thing for us to go through a phase is another thing to learn from the phase because just like just like how it is i mean the real world when it comes to when it comes to our academics if you fail a class you have to do it retake it right it's the same thing in the school with the school of the spirit if you're not getting a particular thing if though if if god is putting you in a phase and it's like you like you're still not getting what i want you to get you have to you have to repeat it again and again and again until you, you actually get it because the lord is so loving he doesn't want you to go to get to the place where he's taking you and you don't have sufficient training for that space it's just like you telling me to sew a cloth and i have no idea how to even use the sewing machine <laughs> and i'm like i want to skip the phase of learning how to use a sewing machine and decide to go to and just decide to put on my bio, I saw clothes. And I begin fashion designer. I'm a fashion designer and I begin to take people's clothes and I'm ruining them. And they're like, What you said you saw clothes? And, I, and then I say, Oh, I just decided to just to just, you know, overlook the part of or the phase of learning how to sew. It doesn't work that way. God loves us so so much. <laughs> Go ahead. I think you're saying it reminds me of like in Nigeria 
when you want to get your hair done and you're like this is the style i want and you're like oh yeah i, I know how to do that oh, and that's by a lie time, by the time they're done you're like um th this is not what i asked for like no that's that's not it and they're like yeah you know i make hair like you want it this way like yeah i got you i i got you and, and by the end of it you're like no you don't got me you the, didn't. Fun part, the fun part about all of this is that all of a sudden you have the what i wanted versus what i got to mm, picture right. side by side because that's right. what happens every time that's so true that's so true so guys like do not skip a phase when the lord is taking you some trainings and through some pronouns it's not to it's not to break you it's to it's literally to mold you to help you and in that phase of when the lord is teaching you um something in the in the in, in an aspect of friendship yeah it's basically to help you it's literally it's 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 working out something on your inside you might be lacking love you might be lacking patience and there's something that tony usually says usually say that when you ask god for something it brings situations and honestly, we, we, we see that in our friendship with me, Tony, and Elizabeth. But it literally brings situations. Lots of times I've maybe, you know, gotten on Elizabeth's nerves or I've gotten on Tony's nerves or gotten on my nerves. And, you know, just things like that. But sometimes we need to look at ourselves and say, what am I lacking? What's that, what's that thing that the Lord is trying to work in me? Yeah. It might not be easy, but it has to work it out. And if you're an athlete, athlete listening to me, and, you know, there are some times where you go to the trainers and they're like oh this part of your body is like really weak we have to make that place strong mm -hmm. and you begin to go through rehabs these rehab sessions they are so painful i'm sure you every athlete can testify about that yeah rehab sessions are painful so so painful but what is it doing it's working out that muscle that is weak so if you're lacking love if you're lacking patience if you're lacking just anything the lord is if you're lacking selflessness the lord might bring people to your life to your life that to help you and teach you what selflessness is teach you what kindness is not niceness but kindness mm, not happiness right not happiness but draw you know all of these things and while elizabeth was mentioning communion mm -hmm. the holy spirit was just making me understand that there is no communion without communication mm -hmm. because it's very true you can't have a friend and not communicate with them most importantly our relationship with jesus our relationship with Jesus is, is, is a communion. That's why we need to constantly communicate. And how do we communicate? Like through prayers, worship, prayers, worship, and you know, things like that. That's how we communicate and spend time with the Lord. So we just have about 15 minutes or yeah, or 17 minutes left. I'll love us to kind of unpack this um, Bible verse in Proverbs 17 verse 17. Um, it says, a friend loves at all times, and the brother is born for a time of adversity. So I'm seeing two things here. I'm seeing a friend, and I'm seeing a brother. Yeah. Or we can say a friend and a sister. Yeah. So what does this verse mean to you guys? Proverbs 17, verse 17, it says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. So, Tony, I'd love to start with you. What do you think this verse means? I would say we kind of touched on this verse at the beginning. Yeah. When we said family and communion. Yeah. Because a friend is someone you can just hit up. Like, right. oh, we're just hanging out. We're having a good time. You said loves at all times. Like, they're there. You're cool. But a brother is that friend. You know, anybody says, um, uh, 
um, Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Mm-hmm. That friend you can literally just commune with, you right. can communicate with, and you can be vulnerable. You can expose yourself because when it says adversity, it means that rough times will come, tough mm-hmm. times will come, hard mm-hmm. times will come. Yeah. But those that are a brother or a sister to you will stick around, not just a friend. A friend is someone that's only there when times are good mm-hmm. and you know they're there to celebrate you when there are roses all around when there's roses <laughs> all around and everything is all glistening that's when a friend sticks around but a brother a sister like in the middle of the night you're having a breakdown or something your, your car is stuck somewhere and you're like oh i can just call my brother or my sister and i know if they don't have something going on even if they do they're so ready and willing to drop it for me mm. that's a brother that's right. a sister they literally like you can be, when I, like, permit me to use this word naked, and yeah. I don't mean like physically naked. You yeah. can be vulnerable. You can just be yourself with yeah. them. You can be as goofy with this person. You can talk about your personal situations with them. Yeah. And you know that in that times of adversity, they can lift you up in prayer. They yeah. can lift you up with the word of God. They're not just there to beat you down. Right. Or they have no idea what to say. They have no idea what to do. It's just like, it is well. Um, I'll be praying for you type of thing. And it's like, no, don't be praying for me. Let's pray right now. Like, I need help. Just like when I was going through my old undergrad situation when I didn't know if I would graduate. And I have sisters, you know, Elizabeth and Ruth that were there. I'm literally sitting there crying like, I'm done. (laughs) Like, I can't go on. I can't do this anymore. And Elizabeth was on the phone knowing she was busy. She was on the phone. Ruth was there. And... We were just in the closet and they were just praying for me. And that quickened my spirit to come alive again. Mm-hmm. And I also started praying. I was feeling encouraged again. <gasps> I was lifted up just oh, like with the Bible says, you know. Praise God. Um, where are two or more are gathered in my name, I am there. Praise oh, we were three gathered there. And you know, Jesus was in our midst. So mm-hmm. when you when you have friends, they're just like, oh, you know, it is well, we'll pray for you. And you're left the same way that you feel. They don't even pray. Like, they never pray. <laughs> You know, I'll pray for you, but they never end up praying. If you ask them, did you actually pray for me? They never oh, did. Oh, it's, it's just, it's just like when people say, I love you now. It's just a sentence. It doesn't mean anything. There's nothing behind it. It's all, I'll, I'll just pray for you. But when you have a brother and sister, they don't even have to say it. They're there. They're there. Yeah. And honestly, godly friendships are the best. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, like, but rough times definitely come. Mm-hmm. The three of us, we've had moments where we're like, this friendship, Lord help us. And I'll say like for me and Ruth most especially because we're roommates, so we see each other basically every day. And we're more prone to have issues and difficulties. But when we're having a rough time, we have somebody in common we can go to. Right. Our counselor. Yeah. Our wonderful counselor. His name is Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Come to Jesus, like Ruth did this now. I don't like it. I'm so tired. And she's over there like, Tony did this, I don't like it. And Jesus, you know, will talk to both of us separately. And we come back to our senses. And we approach each other you right. know, with the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. And admitting like, hey, I did wrong, I messed up. Yeah. She admits wrong and she messes up. Yeah. And, you know, we we work from there. And another beautiful thing is how, like, we, we do friendship checks. Where we ask each other, like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. You know, what's going on with you? How are you? Are there things I'm doing you don't like? Mm-hmm. Are there things I'm saying you don't appreciate? Yeah. We address that. What are you doing that I appreciate? What am I doing for? I don't know what English I just spoke, but... <laughs> and then, 
I appreciate it. What am I doing that you appreciate? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much for that. Thank God. That's very, very true. Elizabeth, let me come to you. So how do you want to unpack this um, scripture that we just um, talked about right now? Uh, for me, I would say I, I I totally like agree with what Tony has said um, about the vast of friend loves at all times. And, you know, I, I'm seeing it from a different perspective myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when the Bible says that friend loves at all times, the first person I could think of was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because when he says loves at all times, it means that even in your rough times, even yeah. in times where you are drowning in sin, even in times where you don't have the courage or you don't have the strength to do anything, even times that, you know, you're just crying and weeping, the Holy Spirit is there and he loves you at all all of the seasons all of these areas of your life he's there with you he stands with you so when i when i saw when i heard that you know a friend loves at all times the, the only person i could think of was the holy spirit and that took me back to what tony said that you know most times a friend will only love you whenever things are rosy mm-hmm. a friend would only love you whenever things are going good but when we look at the Holy Spirit, the Holy <laughs> Spirit truly is that friend that will love you at all times. Because let's be very sincere. There are some times that even in friendship, you'll be so mad at the person and you're like, I don't even love you. I don't think like you're just so mad that, you know, the things that they're doing right now, you just permit me to use this word. But like you just feel like punching that kind of thing. Like, yeah. I don't even want to see your face like <laughs> that has basically like broken the whole thing of uh, right love does not get angry because if you if you look at you know i think it's first corinthians and it tells us the the attribute of love one of the things i says about love is love is patient but trust me there's no how that you're in a friendship and your the patience will not be tested you will get mad at a point so Lord. I would say that, you know, that friend that can actually love us at all times is the right. Holy Spirit. And then going to the a brother is born for a time of adversary. Ha! Huh. I like that one so much. And he actually reminds me of Ruth and Naomi. Ooh. Because if you look at Ruth and um. Naomi as an example, <laughs> like we saw that Naomi had just lost husband she has just lost her son like not just one but two of her sons and what did Ruth have to do she's like wherever you go I would go whatever God you serve I would serve and that just shows a very good example of you know a brother is born for a time of adversary and it still goes back to you know um, Elizabeth and Mary as an example as well and even like personally for me like you're not a Tony in the Bible Apparently not. <laughs> but I mean, personally for me as well, like I've had days and times that, you know, things are rough and I've seen like Tony and Ruth like come true for me, like times of adversary, times that, you know, I just need someone to talk to, times that, you know, there's something just bothering me. I can't pray as at that moment. I just want to voice it out, you know, and I have people that I can pick up the phone with and, and just be like, hey, like this and this and this and this is going on. Can you pray for me? And another thing that I find very beautiful about our friendship is how the Lord actually communicates as well. And that's why this brother is born for the time of adversaries actually one that I see like even within our friendship because um, adversary does not only mean that when things are not going good for you um, it could also mean a way of God actually communicating to you as well 
I mean, there have been so many times that, you know, I just finished having my quiet time. The Lord had just finished telling me a thing. And Tony would text me and be like, hey, the Lord told me to tell you this. And I'm like, ah, what a beautiful confirmation. Or some <laughs> days that, you know, like Ruth would call me and she would tell me something. I'm like, ah, the Lord actually like took me to this verse like some days ago and I did not really understand it. Or like we could just be having like normal like conversations and the Bible verse would just drop and I'll be like, ah, I remember reading this Bible verse some days ago. And even like sometimes like with Ruth and Tony, like the Lord has used all of us like in times that we really need as well so adversary does not only mean that we stand by each other when things are rough it also means that we also allow the lord to also use us for each other as well like and and i'm talking in the sense of you know reading like the scriptures and what the lord is actually saying so that's the way that i see like you know a friend is born for a time of adversary someone that the lord can actually like use like use for you to communicate the word of god to you aside from just standing by you because it's a different thing to be by someone physically it's a different thing to stand by someone spiritually i think that the most beautiful one is being able to stand by someone spiritually because there are some battles that you cannot fight by yourself someone that can help you with it as well so that's how i see you know a friend is born for the time of adversary because the enemy is the is the biggest person that brings adversary but we do know that despite all of that there is that communion again that brings us together in the presence of god so yeah yeah praise god i i really love how you talked about adversity is not just when we go through troubles or tough times basically it can also be like you know whenever we get confirmations or we are going through some things in yeah. fact it's so beautiful that when you have a godly friendship you might not even have to talk to the person basically god already tells them what to do mm-hmm. like you god already tells you that hey this is your friend that you love let me show you what he or she is going through mm-hmm. yeah. and then he tells you by himself he literally and sometimes i'm like god why are you telling my business to people <laughs> <laughs> but not telling your business he knows that this person loves you if you notice god literally tells you about someone that that has a that he tells you about someone's issue that he needs you to intercede for especially when he knows that person has a special place in your heart mm, true. especially when he knows that that person is like your friend you mean well you love this person you know this person it doesn't just bring only just random people to you in your dreams i mean sometimes you use those people to speak to you in a dream right true that's so true yes that's so true. you know how it like you know how god like takes the form of someone that yeah. you know yeah person because God is in that person. So when you see that person, you also see God. So yeah. God is like, say, okay, let me be, let me take on this person's image. Mm-hmm. So not only did he make us in his image, he also uses our image. So it's so beautiful. So it takes me to that verse that says, um, um, God is in us and we are in him. In him to show forth his beauty to the world and yeah. he's in us. I don't know how to put this, but yeah. it's in us to literally use our image to pass on to other people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, yeah. I don't know if this is yeah. making sense, but like, this is exactly who I am. So it's just beautiful. Tony, you wanted to say something? Um, I want to say like, I think we can share how how we met the three yeah. of us because Ruth and Elizabeth already knew each other. Yeah, so we've known each other. How like, many years now? Place. How many years now, Elizabeth? We've known each other for like four. About about. Yeah, about four years now. Four or five. Yeah, yeah. about four years now. Okay. So, I don't... Okay, so I met Ruth first. 
because we were on the track team together yeah. and she walked towards me in the weight room she was like oh my gosh i love your hair are you nigerian <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sound like that. She did. I promise you, she did. And she was so excited. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm Nigerian. And she gave me like the biggest hug ever in my head. Now, mind you, this time I didn't really know God. In Don't my head, her. I'm like, who is this girl hugging me like this? And the funny thing is that I actually needed that hug and I didn't mm. know. And since that day, she'll like message me and check up on me, like, hey, how are you doing? And, you know, when she first gave me her number, I kept messaging. I was like, this girl doesn't even reply. The number is not even going through. And I spoke to her and she was like, oh, I gave you the wrong number. I'm so sorry. I was like, wow. <laughs> and I was like, she gave me the wrong number. <laughs> like, great. So, and ever since then, I was like, oh, I'm going to follow you home. Because I just took her as a sister. I didn't know her from anywhere. But there was just this common presence with her, like around her. And, you know, since then we met and the way it connects to Elizabeth is so funny because I was working <laughs> at the library at, um, on, ca on campus library and I was just walking home. And I was a mutual friend, guy. I was a mutual friend. And I was walking towards the bus and Elizabeth was like coming towards my way and I didn't know her. And she was just like wave at me. And I'm like, <laughs> um, hi. And I waved back. And that is so weird because I wasn't someone that would like speak to people. I just keep to myself. And I was like, okay, that's so weird. Why did she just wave at me? And I was at the library and I saw her there. She was like, oh my gosh, you work at the library too? I was like, yes. And somehow Ruth came in the topic and she was like, oh yeah, I know Ruth. And that's how the three of us. <laughs> I, I'm going to share it from my perspective. Um, so I remember the day I first met Tony, I actually was getting off the bus and she was coming from, so we, we all went to Texas Tech and she was coming from the Memorial Circle. And for some reason, I just, I just started smiling and waving. And let me tell you guys, every time I saw, I think it was like maybe Wednesdays is the day that I usually see her. I would stand and have a blown conversation with Tony. And literally, mind me, I have a chemistry class and I think Tony also probably <laughs> has a class. But for some reason, I would stand and just talk to her. And it's so funny because I... I don't even know her. I don't know we anything don't... about her. I just literally just randomly just saw her on the road and I just started talking. And then someday we just met at the library and I'm like, huh, you work at the library? I'm like, yeah. And so we just, that was how we met each other. And then Ruth, I remember so well. Uh, Ruth and I went to college together. Ruth, um, to see how tiny I was. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to talk about your air. Um, <laughs> <I wasn't... laughs> don't talk about that hair. Oh, are passed away. <laughs> I met I met Ruth um at the computer place, like in in college, and she I think I was reading the board, and she was just there. And let me tell you, she had like a she had like a tie and dye top on, oh and she had this wig that was like red and. I was right. like, oh, are you Ruth, like the new Nigerian that's jumping and all of that? And she's like, yes, I'm Ruth. And she's like, what's your name? I was like, well, let me do And then that's how we just became friends. And it's just, I feel like all my friends, I just meet them randomly just on yeah. the street or something. It's just, I don't know. And it's <laughs> yeah. the fact that I'm always know? the first person to talk. Yeah, Elizabeth for like three years now. Yeah. We've known each other for, yeah. I've known Elizabeth yeah. for like four to five, four to five years. I've known Tony for like three years. Three years. Same with Elizabeth. Yeah, so, you know, this takes me down the line of what is the 
what is the will I say what is the um bar? Because people say, okay, when you say we're best friends, right? Yeah. Some people are like, how long have you known this person to say you're a best friend? You know? Yeah. Because so does best friend have to be does he have to be measured by the amount of time you've known this person? Nope. Or it has to be measured about by 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 the is it is, is it by quantity or by quality? Mm. Yeah, that's the yeah. question. Yeah. So whoever it's wants like to go first. quality, not mm-hmm. quantity. Because mm. there are people that I've known for like years. Yeah. And we're just friends. We don't mm-hmm. know much about each other. But the quantity of the friendship, just like how we've described godly friendships, the impact God has, you know, used you for in my life mm-hmm. in Elizabeth. When people even see us, they're shocked that it's only been like maybe three or four years. Right. We know each other and mm-hmm. they're like. Did you know each other in Nigeria? I was like, no, we met him. Like, the weirdest one is me and Roots. People cannot tell our voice apart on the phone, and I don't understand. And we were at Walmart one time, and somebody asked us, like, are y'all twins? And I'm like, we don't look alike. What do you mean? <laughs> it's just we're two black Nigerian girls. <laughs> but we really get it a lot. Like, you sound alike. Even our families can't even tell us apart on the phone, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, Speechless. <laughs> I find my speech. I can't find my speech. Oh my gosh. Okay, Elizabeth, go ahead. Um. Yeah, I think Tony already answered it for me. Uh, I would say that you know friendship cannot be defined by number because mm-hmm. if it's based on years, like I mean, we've seen people that you know they just met for like two weeks and they yeah. just they just connect so much. I mm-hmm. think it. I think it just has to do with the quality of the friendship and also you know. Um, I, I also want to say, like, how, how do you use this word? Like, when, when two people are just in sync with each other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, there's, there's a yeah. word that they call it. But because there's sometimes that you meet some friends and, and, and that also poses a, a good question of, like, how do you know that this person is going to, you know, continue to be my friend forever kind of thing. I think he just has to do more with, are you in sync with this person kind of thing. Like, I have a very good friend and he's, he's also a mutual friend, like, with Tony and yeah. Ruth as well. And, and it's Akim. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to put him out there so hopefully he <laughs> listens to this. But like Akim and I are so much in sync with each other and that has actually helped, you know, our friendship for, for a very long time. Like I've known Akim for three years as well and it has really helped our friendship knowing that we have so many things in common as well kind of thing. So I think that that's also something that like built up friendship. It has to be that quality and just the things that you have in common like for us you know we all have we have the passion for christ we love christ mm-hmm. and so that's something that brings us together every time no matter how rough things can be because there is that one person standing like in the middle of us we still have to come back together so yeah i, I believe that it has to do more with the quality of the friendship rather than you know how many years you've known them because you can know someone for so many years and yet still you're not friends with them so you don't even know anything about you, you don't even know anything about them yeah Okay, I want to also ask um these questions because I know there's some it might this question might be in lots of people's mind right now or heart. So like I think I have two. Let me go first with the first question. So the first question is people that usually um that were in the that were once in the world and they gave their life to Christ and now all that they have surrounded by them, like around them is basically friends that are still in the world, mm-hmm. friends that do not know Christ. So my question is, how do they find the godly friends? How do they find the godly friends that they need? 
or that that can help them, you know, grow with walk with Christ? Do you think they should, you know, go ahead and look for those friends themselves or they should wait and the Lord will send one to them? Um, I would say that honestly, like we said before, friendship is a gift. Yeah. And the Lord the Lord is very the Lord is very particular, you know, of how it brings people together. And I would say that number one, if they want to look for friends themselves, they have to be very careful. Because I was thinking, you know, oh, you can go to church and you can find a good friend there. And honestly, that's a good place for you to find, you know, a friend. Mm -hmm. But then you also have to understand something. Number one, you can have a friend that is a church friend, but yet you're not supposed to be friends. You know, like, I mean, we, we all go to the same church and we have people that we are very, like, we are close with in church, but yet still, they don't, we, they don't share the, the kind of bond that we share together, you know, like that yeah. does not mean that they're not our friends. They're still our <laughs> friends. They're still people that we talk to, but that bond is not, so there, there are quite a lot of people like that, that, you know, like if going to church is the first thing you can think of, then I would say that ask the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Ask the Holy Spirit for direction. Who do you want me to talk to? How do you want me to make friends? Who do you want to be my friend? Or like Tony used to pray, bring my friend my way. The Lord can do mm -hmm. that. Bring my best friend my way. The Lord can do that for you. So because uh, people would say it's not everyone that goes to church that actually knows Christ. And it's, mm -hmm. it's not a lie. It's, it's, a, it's the plain truth. I, I like that this podcast from the beginning is said that, you know, we're going to say the truth plainly. And it's yeah. the truth. It's not everyone that goes to church that actually knows Christ. So imagine right. if you're trying to find a, 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 a you know, a godly friendship and you mm -hmm. go to church and the person that you find is someone that is not even godly at all. That just makes the matter worse, you know? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's why we, we need to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, for help. Would you want to be my friend? Because even if we look at the disciples, it's not like Jesus just went to the square and just randomly said, you, you, you. We saw that there was a pattern. They were fishermen, you know, like we had yeah. fishermen, like they, they, they had, there had to be a pattern for how jesus picked them like he did not just randomly go to the street and just pick like people that he saw they there uh, must have been like some kind of qualities that he found in them that made him say okay this one's i wanted them so i would say definitely ask the holy spirit for help the holy spirit is the best person that can help you find a friend so that's, yeah, true. that's so true yeah honestly just with everything, let God choose for you. Let God find those friends for mm -hmm. you. Send them your way. Right. He sent Ruth and Elizabeth my way, the same way he sent me their way. Like, mm -hmm. you'll meet in a way that it won't make sense. And sometimes your worldly friends, God will, like, they'll have an encounter with God. So, in a way, you still end up being friends in Christ. Mm -hmm. If now, it's Christ's will. Exactly, if it's Christ's will. Now, people that, you know, they give their life to Christ, they're changing, they always try to bring, like, their old friends, their old lifestyle mm -hmm. into this new life. And yeah. that can't work. Like, it can't work. You can't bring everybody in. Right. And I've had people around me that are in such situations. They want their childhood best friends, childhood friends to want to know God and be a child of God by force and it's like you can't force it mm -hmm. you can't change people yeah you know if they're not gonna go along with you you have to decide am i gonna follow christ or am i gonna follow my friends mm -hmm. because and there's another like side to it. i feel like we're gonna have a part two of this because yeah, there's another side of it like where certain friends in your life are for a season mm -hmm. sometimes 
not going to be in your life forever. Right. Does that mean it wasn't a good friendship? Mm. Sometimes God just brings people your way for certain seasons in your lives. And after that season, it's over with. Yeah. And no doubt, as Elizabeth said, like godly friendships are a gift. Yeah. We can misuse these gifts. Right. Yeah. We, we can take them for granted. Yeah. We can, you and know. they can leave. They can leave. You can treat them badly to right. the point that they leave. And then you assume like, oh, maybe it was just a friendship for a season. When in fact, it was meant for a lifetime and you just mishandled the person God gives you because Mm -hmm. I've had, I've been, I I know both of you can testify. I've been in situations where people use me as like their prayer machine. That's what I say. Like you're a PM. I'm I'm a PM PM machine. Like when they need, like they, they remember my number when they have a prayer point. Like, oh, can you help me pray for this? Which honestly I don't mind because we do this to Jesus yeah, every day. It just hurts. It definitely hurts, no doubt. Like, when you thought, like, this person was my friend, right. when at the end of the day, they actually never saw you as a friend. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and you both know, like, I've had friendships where people are embarrassed, right. even just to see me in public. But when we're not in public, they remember me. And I it's like, like lots of people have such experiences. Yeah. There's some people that have friends where they talk to them so much on maybe a particular social media account. Yes. On a social media platform. They talk like they We know only each other. talk but when they see each other face, face to face, it's like, like I don't know you. <laughs> and that's not how we supposed it's to It's quite mm-hmm. sad. Very, very sad. Back to what Elizabeth said. I love how she mentioned that the fact that even if you're in your church does not mean that that Yes. Yeah, because we need to remember that the church is like a, a hospital. hospital. The church is like a hospital. So You'll find lots of people there. You'll find the lame, you find the lame, the blind, those that are those that have the broken, the broken, the lost. The, every if you look if you're looking for a demon in church, you'll you find, find it. Yeah. If you look for a saint in church, you'll find. If you're looking for the over Christian person, you'll find. So we just have to be very, very And you find careful. those that are there just looking for a husband and right. wife. Oh yeah. Oh my That's god. <laughs> I love your dress today. Yeah, shaking some tables. <laughs> hey, let's be honest here. Like, not everyone that wears the Jesus merch, the Jesus necklace, mm-hmm. the Jesus mm-hmm. bracelet, he has a relationship with Jesus. Right. Yeah. Let's know it now. That's why the Bible says test every spirit. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. people that speak in tongues from morning right. to night, but they don't ever have a relationship with Jesus. So there's there, there, there are boundaries to it. Yeah. Like, genuine godly friendships will have tough conversations are going to come up right mm-hmm. tough situations are going to come up yeah and when those tough times come up you need the help of the holy spirit to make it through yeah because if you can't ever make it in friendship how can you make it in a relationship right yeah mm-hmm. the tough come right you can't communicate or even marriage even marriage that's why there's the divorce rate is like about 50 percent or yeah. above just in christian yeah so it's like if you don't know how to commune, communicate as a friend, how can you even make it in friendship, you know, relationship and yeah. marriage? So, yeah. Wow. This <laughs> it has, it has been such an amazing time. I've learned so, so much. And I'm sure you guys have also learned so much from this topic, the godly, godly friendship. We, we definitely need to have a second part mm-hmm. of this because it is so broad. Like, mm-hmm. we can't. We can't unpack everything today. And yeah. I'm sure you guys can testify that I have women of God as friends. And honestly, not just as best friends. I have other friends that are women of God and women and men of God. And just 
make sure that you're or you're tuning in every you know every two weeks yeah. or bi-weekly to Abba's Word podcast to listen to new episodes because we're going to be going back to back with inviting guests just to edify ourselves and I really hope that you guys have been jotting some notes down children of God hope you guys have been jotting some notes down um, Elizabeth and Tony, it's such an amazing time. I've had an amazing time with you guys we today. Aw, me too. <laughs> we can honestly keep talking and talking, but mm-hmm. one thing, one key thing I'll take away from what the both of you have said is when you when you mentioned that we should never always think that every friendship is for a season. Mm-hmm. There's some that is basically for a lifetime, mm-hmm. but we have okay. to discern. And that also takes me back to how do we know a friendship that is for a last that is for a lifetime and seasonal? Well, we're going to know that maybe in the next episode. So make sure you guys are tuning in. And then another thing I learned from Elizabeth is when she said, "Friendship is communion." That yes. is that's really that's really insightful. Mm-hmm. Friendship is communion because and Holy Spirit expanded on it again and mm-hmm. said, "You cannot have communion without communication." communication. So, all goes like it goes hand in hand we should not think that um the friendship is just to it's just to, just a bed of roses mm-hmm. it is so it is to mold you not yeah. to break you like tony said earlier so i hope you just take all of this together as children of god and even if you're not a child of god i want you to know that the first person that you need to make your friend is jesus is jesus the bible makes us understand that you know what manner of love is this that that's that a man is ready to lay his life down for his friends. He didn't even say for his servants, but for his friend. I want you to know that Jesus loves you and he wants to be your friend if you let him in. All you have to do is what? Is to, uh, is to confess and forsake your sins to him. Tell him the things you've done wrong. Ask him to come into your heart and just, you know, accept him as your lord and personal savior and i know that once you do that he is willing and ready to forgive your sins you will never remember your sins anymore the bible says as far as the east is from the west so as it blotted out our transgressions from us and it does not remember them anymore it says that whosoever confesses and forsakes his sin shall receive mercy, but whoever conceals his sin shall not receive mercy. So I want you to just know that the Lord is for you, is not against you. He wants to send beautiful friends your way. And just like my beautiful two best friends have said, they said we should wait for those friends. The Lord will bring them. Don't try to find them by yourself because God knows the heart and intent of every person. They might look friendly on the outside, but trust me on the inside, they might have lots of deceit in them. So I pray that the Lord will help you and will bring beautiful friends to you that will help you draw closer to him. Remember, you cannot change anyone. The Lord wants to be your friend, first of all. All you have to do, confess and forsake your sins. Tell him to come into your life, to be the Lord of your life. So thank you all so much for waiting till this time. And thank you so much again to our guests, Oluwa Tony and Elizabeth. It's been an amazing time. Thank I am so blessed and I'm sure that they have been blessed also. Before we, before we leave, is, is there something that both of you might like want to say to our, to our listeners, maybe an advice or just something they can hold on to as they walk with God? Um, for me, I'll just say, no matter how close you are with a friend, never place them above Christ. Mm. When you're going through anything, 
Jesus should be the person you run to before yeah. you even talk to anybody else. Because yeah. I used to make that mistake before. Mm-hmm. Let Jesus be your friend. <laughs> to be your friend. Yeah. Let him be that friend. Don't yeah. make him like the last person. Yeah. Because when you've had so many voices in your head, how do you even know when Jesus is talking to you? Yeah. So make Jesus your priority. Even after the godly friends he sends to you, do not place them above Jesus. Yeah. Because they can become an idol. Too. Right. Thank you so much. Do not place your friends above Jesus. Jesus is the best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's the best friend. You can have best friends, but he's the best friend. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Tony, for that. Elizabeth, you want to give us some wise words? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, you know, um, friendship, the friends, you know, like with God, the friendship that you have with God is a communion that has been bought by the blood. Mm. So what this means is that with God, no matter, you know, the things that you are going through, no matter if you think that you are still sinning or you you constantly fall into sin once in a while and all of that, the friendship of God does not fade away from because of that. He's still there to guide you. He's there to support you. He's there to help you. He's the friend that loves at all times. He wants the best for you. And yeah. so don't see God as uh, God. I think um, in one of our Bible studies, about or say and how the word of the Lord says that no longer would you call me master but now you will call me my husband mm. and it, it takes me back to you know communion as well that no longer would you see me as you know just a God that's just you know I have to do everything right everything has to be right but now you would understand you know a relationship so my word for everyone that's going to be listening to this is you know don't be afraid to let the Lord know the things that are wrong with you. No matter what the sin is, no matter the thing that you're going through, he's the friend that loves at all times. He's there to support. He's there to help you. He's not mad at you. He's not angry at you. His love is a love that has been built because of the blood of Christ. So, yeah. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for that. I think we need to make a shirt for Elizabeth Communion because she's been she's been saying that. No, I, I, it's so it's so funny because the Holy Spirit was actually the one that gave me this definition of friendship, and mm-hmm. you know, and and I like that you the Holy Spirit also told you communication because that was the things that he also told me as well. He said that friendship is a communion between two people or more, and he mm-hmm. says that in the place of communion, that's where you drive communication forgiveness mm. and mm. other qualities that is needed to make a relationship work and so when you mentioned com- uh, c- communication i was like yes the holy spirit told me communication too so yeah, yeah uh, so we we thank god thank, <laughs> we thank god i'm sure i'm sure you guys can feel that god is really here like this is really the podcast that is unfiltered we're not we're not here to like just tell you sweet things we tell you the things we might scold a little bit because we're also scolding ourselves. You might like say, "Hey, okay, we need to correct one or two things," but it's it's just to help us. Just from Tony being in my head and you know me saying what the Holy Spirit also said, it shows that God is here and it shows yeah. the Spirit of God is one. So again, thank you so so much, guys. Thank you for being here. It's it's been a wonderful time. I really don't feel like leaving, but I know we have to leave and. Um, we're going to have a second, a part two of this. Yeah. So, 
I'm sure God still has more to dispense through both of you because you guys are his vessels and I can feel that the Lord has really been um, helping you guys. And I just give glory to God for making you guys my friend. It's, it's beautiful. So, beautiful listeners, I'm sure you guys have had a wonderful session, right? And let me know if you want me to keep bringing more guests on this show. I feel like the answer is yes, but, <laughs> but let me just know. And make sure to follow our Instagram handle at Abbasworth Podcast if you haven't already, where we break down the episodes throughout the week and dish out godly content to help you walk with the Father. You can also reach us at abbasword at gmail.com, which is A-B-B-A-S-W-O-R-D-D at gmail.com. Again, A-B-B-A-S-W-O-R-D-D at gmail.com. And... You can just let us know on there maybe to share any of the episodes on this podcast that has been helpful. You can send us a prayer request. You can send us a topic you would love us to address on this podcast. And of course, testimonies. You can send us anything you love us to send as long as it's, it's you know, in line with our, with, with our faith and our walk with God. Um, we'll definitely really love to hear from you. Um, lastly, thank you again for listening to Abbasworth Podcast. Like I said earlier, you did not click on the wrong link. You are where you're supposed to be. Trust me. So before we go, make sure to so make sure to show some love to your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on whatever platform you're listening on and share it to whomever you think might need this. Then stay tuned for next week where we'll be having another great guest in the building to dish us the word of God. Till then. Have a wonderful day. I love you and keep staying in God. Signing out right now is your host, the Holy Spirit and Ruth Beulah. Have a wonderful time, everyone. Bye and see you all in the next episode.